Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week when we are a die RPG podcast. I will be your humble and kind GM who only wants what's best for the players, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. I'm sorry, Max is a grumble Gus, and he wants to be part of the podcast, and he's like doing his little grumbles at me. It means he wants food, and I'm saying no. Stace Babcock. I gotta say, it's wonderful right now here in Michigan. Spring is in the air, and the squirrels are thriving. Have you given them any nicknames? <laughs> no, I don't nickname them. I mean, there are too many to tell apart. Although, when I was walking through town, I saw a half gray, half black squirrel. Ooh. But, like, Whoa. around the middle, like, wearing, like, a like a black top and gray pants. <gasps> That's amazing. I love that squirrel instantly. And Samson Davis. Oh, I am both... Excited and dreading that the next month is going to be nothing but Tears of the Kingdom anywhere you go on the internet. It's going to be amazing. And like all of the ridiculous things people are going to build. I love it. It's going to be amazing for a little bit, but then after a while, after a while, it's going to drag. I'm still trying to convince myself not to buy the OLED. And I'm failing. I've already figured out how many overtime hours I need to get it. (laughs) Well, you know what? You don't need overtime hours to get because they're so affordable. Oh, is it dice? Specifically, the diehard dice, dice, die? It is. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, hey, did you know that we're Dice Villiots? And if you listeners go to dieharddice.com, you could pick any set of dice you see, any beautiful colors, because that's all they have, just beautiful colors and metal and acrylic. And you could pick a set. And when you go to checkout, you can use our code Explorers1 and you get 10% off. That is a veritable work of art for 10% off, a little bit cheaper. And you're supporting the show, and it's just it's just a good thing all around to do. So you should do that right now with your non-overtime money. That was part Samson and part financial advice from Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> which part was which? Mm. But before we get back to Reynolds and the others, we have an announcement. We have a new patron. Hooray! Yeah, Victoria started uh, supporting us this month. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you. Fuck yeah. Thank you. So, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace. No shit, there we were. <laughs> Bunch of fucking people at our 15th high school reunion getting together to play a D&D game with our old DM from high school, who we didn't know was going to turn out to be really fucking strange and magical. So, long story short, our characters go and think they're going to start to play this game, get handed magical dice... 
which they roll, and then they get transported into a realm that is like a tabletop game, like a giant LARP festival, <laughs> and transform into their characters from the game that they had played in high school, who are badass and dope. Immediately committed murder, trying to escape from the basement, encountered the DM who has a name. I feel like it was John. Jeremy? No. Jeff? Yeah. Jericho? Jeremy. Jericho, and, there we go. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I knew it. <laughs> Encountered Jericho, who was like, we're playing a fucking game. You better play. Why don't you want to be here? I have a quest for you. Something about bandits. So the crew escapes accountability for the murder and goes into the, what, did I miss something? I was going to say, we escaped it because you fucking had that killer line. Here's your monster. Yeah, the uh, dead guy that you killed turned into a fallen and then we had to deal with that. And that's how we escaped it. Yeah, it all worked out in the end. Jericho's favorite creature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after that bit of trickery, the crew headed out into the forest, slayed most of the bandits. There's some sort of side quest involving hunting down a gem, some sort of side quest about drunken centaurs that we ignored. And we found out at some point that we have to like walk across the whole continent to get out or to finish the quest. Mm-hmm. The whole nation. The whole nation. Oh, okay. That's a little less intimidating than a continent. What? We're walking 500 miles? Just to be the man who would walk 500 miles. And I could walk 500 more. <laughs> but at that. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, headed back into town as heroes who slew the bandits. With two dead bandits atop my character's spiked shoulder armor. <laughs> and I think that's where we ended. Yeah. The last thing that happened as you guys were walking back is Reynolds heard almost like a whisper in his ear in Jericho's voice that said, see, you're starting to get into it. And then the earth began to rumble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where you guys are. You are probably within sight of the edge of town, but you still have a couple hundred meters to go. And the earth is beginning to quake around you. And when we look back, it's because we see a bunch of drunken centaurs emerging out of the forest, right? Because I thought that's what uh, I thought that's what that was. No, no, you heard them going on some sort of hunt. It is literally an earthquake. Okay. Well, we're out in the open, so we don't need to take any immediate actions. One of the houses in town collapses. That sucks for them. I mean, did we really care? Should we help them? Not until the earthquake passes. Again, loud noise is happening the whole time. Yeah. I'm sorry. The safety professional in me wants to, like, say what you should do during an earthquake, but I gotta tell you, Imogene, don't give a fuck. Yeah, And I feel like, yeah, my character has not taken safety courses because that does not involve rescuing animals. For safety. I think Reynolds would at least lie down, maybe, if he doesn't fall down, just... Yeah, um, are we from an earthquake-prone zone? Where, Where was our high school reunion? It's up to you guys, since we didn't establish it. I think it's more fun to know what to do in an earthquake in this case. Yeah, do you want to be like California kids? Yeah, for sure. Right on the fault line. California girls? At risk (laughs) of falling in the ocean every day of our lives. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys do? We do whatever you do during an earthquake, because I don't fucking know. I've never been in one. Well, I slept through one, actually. No, that's a lie. Welcome to a new segment in the podcast, Stasis Safety Corner. (laughs) I mean, if you're out in the open, there's not a whole lot that you have to do, yeah, other than 
hope the earth doesn't open beneath your feet and nothing's dropping on your head. So you're, you're in pretty good shape actually outside. Then I feel like going on the ground is a bad idea because that makes it harder to dodge the opening pits. I saw this in the playthrough of a game. But you weren't dodging pitch, you were dodging somebody's <laughs> mouth. You just gotta react to the moment. A sinkhole opens on one of the town walls and it collapses. Oh, that's that is gonna suck. Really? Reynolds, don't you do magic or something? Why can um I'm uh I can't really trick the earthquake into stopping. I don't Can you tell what's causing it? I can I? Looking around, is there any obvious cause? I don't think you see anything. No. All right. I also can't really... There really isn't a god that covers earthquakes. Maybe there's not something that a god that directly deals with the earth. Perhaps, just perhaps, the eldritch god might be someone you could beseech for help. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the reason for that, and I'm explaining parts of this to the listeners, my head, these gods were all thought up by high schoolers, and... The high school version of our characters definitely chose, like, Cthulhu as the Eldritch God. Oh, no. Because that's all we really knew as a bunch of young nerds. Bunch of young bullshit. Some indeterminate decade. <gasps> Did we choose edgelord gods? Oh, no. Some edgelord, some com- mostly comic book stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. So Reynolds would not call Cthulhu at no. this point. Okay. No. I'll call Cthulhu at some point, Dan. Don't you worry. But not, not for this. The earthquake subsides, and you can hear screaming from the town. I'm not. Go- I guess I'm not going to ignore it. I guess I'm annoyed with myself. Let's go, guys. Yep, yep. Hold on. Well, to fix himself up, goes after. Are we just gonna leave those guys dead on your armor? It seems against the image you want when you're saving somebody. You can have whatever energy you want to. Fair. So, I guess. Imogene slash Hergon the Terrible will, like, run up to a house that's been damaged. Yeah, there are definitely people all around, like, calling out names of people they're looking for. Some of them are bleeding from wounds to their own head while they seek out people. There's a lot of tears and wailing. Yeah, Turgon just immediately starts lifting the heavy things that need to be lifted, of which there are plenty. Yes. Yeah. So I think you're able to help. Uh, help them over the course of it. You and the group that's working there probably recover about three badly wounded people and probably five dead. Oof. Yeah, she just continues helping unless something else presents itself. But I will note that she is doing this with two bandits stuck to her spike sunny side up. So. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so what are Reynolds and Robin doing? Reynolds as Reynard is going to go around and start healing people. Using my healing scripture. Nice. So is Joker, but um, we're going to make it a ridiculous spin of she's going to healing touch bitch slap. <laughs> like pulling people out of shock, that kind of Yeah, thing. while yelling, <laughs> you get a heal, you get a heal, you get a heal, we're all going to heal. How does that work, the fool? Okay, so for the fool, you use a charisma-based role. Mm-hmm. And then normally it's just healing for one. Since we're talking about groups, I'm not going to like count out how many people it could possibly be. But of the group of wounded, roll charisma-based dice pool, and your number of successes will determine how many people you can help. Okay, so my charisma is a four, so I get four d6s? Four d6s, unless you want to use your fool's die. The fool's die would be extra. Let's use that. Why not? So that makes it five? Yes. 
And keep your fool's dice separate, though, because you need to know if it cams up with one of your circle numbers. Well, Daniel, I'm using the Explorer's Wanted D6 from the Die Hard Dice Collection, so I will never lose it or confuse it. Never going to give it up, Daniel. Never going to give it up. I'll think about that, Dan. Mm. Okay, I got two sixes, a four, a three, and the fool's dice is a two. Okay. You are able to help. Well, you got a special, so we'll make it four people that you're able to help. Since your fool's die did not come up with the one or a four, circle number that came up. So that now has a circle around it. I'm doing very good at collecting them. Yeah. Well, until you hit one, and then they all go back down to one, and then you get a cross on that side of the die. Okay, so you're able to help four. Reynolds, um, we're going to do the same thing. Yep. You're doing wisdom-based roll. While I'm doing this, I am also explicitly beseeching the god of light, a.k.a. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Oh. Since they're the pantheon god of healing. And I'm just doing that just to... A polite nod, a civil nod towards that god. I'm not trying to, like, invoke them in any way, since I already have the healing scripture just being a godbinder, but just kind of a... You know, like that uh, initial part of networking where you're just like, this is this person. Hello. Hi. Right. I have one four, and then uh, four on the uh, D12. So you're able to help two people. Damn. Yeah, the town is in really bad shape. There are definitely families that are now bereaved. You can't tell, like, the extent of it. Thankfully, everyone that you've found in the wreckage, at least, has been an adult. Mm. You know that there are some kids hurt, but not any that, as far as you can tell, none of the kids perished in the earthquake. That's good. What do you guys do? You've helped who you can help post-earthquake. Do we want to, like, how do you say, um, like, rope off the sinkhole? Because I've also learned recently that children love playing in mines, so we just saved them all. I mean, I say in this point... We just find whoever's left in charge. Yeah, make sure there's leadership here because we need to go find the Shining City and all that. Does anyone look like they're leading? Yeah, you do recognize someone who you've never actually seen in person before, but they had a very distinctive red shirt with green stripes that Jericho always described the mayor of Brewer, Hogbottom. (laughs) And he seems to be you know, talking over with people, like checking in on the wounded, trying to figure out what the status is for everyone. He's not wearing a hood, is he? No. Okay, good. I feel like now Joker's just going to start assaulting anybody in a hood and ripping it off to make sure it's not Jericho. <laughs> but then when it is Jericho, she'll feel really bad. Like, oh, he was just trying to do his ambiance. This mayor, you know, in your campaign, Jericho was always sort of like one of the good NPCs. You know, just like in general, a helpful person. And when you get up close, you see that while it's not an exact match, there's a really strong semblance to the mayor's face that it takes you a moment to think about it. But then you realize that that was Jericho's favorite English teacher back in school. Oh, this is kind of depressing reliving high school all the time. I'm just saying. Starting to think that this might have been his best years in his opinion. That's sadder than I thought it would be. Well, just puts up his hands. Um, yeah, they definitely weren't your best years. No, they weren't. They were not. Uh, Mayor Hogbottom, hello? Y- yes. Oh, Paragons. What? Renard. Yes, hello. Have we heard Paragons as like a term? You know, it was a weird quirk of Jericho's that that's how always the people in his worlds, no matter what fantasy world he was creating, they always referred to the heroes as Paragons. 
Uh, okay. Probably not Paragons of Virtue. Do you see it's them, the ones that defeated the Were Tigers, Asiantha? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, well, uh, your Paragons, unfortunately, we've done all we can here. Is there anything you need us to do before we take off and find uh, or continue on with our current adventure that we need to do to save the world? Uh, oh, well, I guess it depends. Uh, where are you headed after this? Uh, we must venture to the Shining City. Oh, oh, that's that's quite a ways. I think Reynolds knows this because of how meticulous he was mm-hmm. in high school and paying attention to the map. I, whether or not Robin and Imogene would have been aware of it. Because the thing was is that when you were playing the game, Jericho was always sort of fast and loose with travel time. It was sort of like something that was too distracting for him. It was like the one thing that he never really tidied up for Reynolds' benefit. Oh, I feel like there there was also the uh, the economy. Yeah, yeah, but he still like deferred to you. Oh, right, 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 sure. In the case of travel time, he made it whatever he wanted it to be. Mm. And whether or not Imogene and Robin know that will depend on what you think your characters would have. Reynolds, putting it in perspective when the mayor is saying it like that, Jericho's maps for the campaign were not necessarily 100% to scale, but you remember at one point him sitting down with you trying to calculate out how wide something was. And so you're aware that this is probably like a 200-mile journey. Which would be a little over a week travel time. We're averaging 24 miles a day. Yeah. How's the stable? <laughs> oh, it's it's fine. I mean, oh, do you need do you need horses? Is that what you're asking? Yes. We don't don't need horses. Can you spare any? For our paragons, of course we can spare them. You're the heroes of Brewer. I You fought the battle of Mercas. You know, we uh we don't like to to brag or, you know, really the attention is a lot. So I understand. I understand you're very humble. Listen, we can spare you horses, but if you're heading towards the shiny city, I would appreciate it if you could deliver this letter to somebody in the city. Oh, yeah, sure. Anybody? Anybody in the city? First guy with me? <laughs> no, Boom. no. Specifically, Administer Lois. You'll find them at the Baron's estate. Any physical descriptions so we're not just handing it off to his twin brother? Ooh, or somebody who killed him and is posing as him. Well, I've only corresponded with him, so I don't know what he looks like. So no lock of his hair? Writing analysis? I mean, once you get to the Baron's estate, they should know who it is. He serves the Baron directly. I'm sorry, I've made it an executive decision. Robin got into true crime podcasts. <laughs> no, that, I'm not sure that's a decision. That just feels right. Yeah. Like saying you decide again to the Marvel movies. No one decides it, that. It, it happens. Because they're everywhere. And then they break your heart. With Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to take this letter to the Shining City for me? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. If you got it. Excellent. It'd make a big difference. And he reaches into his bag and he hands you a envelope with a wax seal. Eugene takes it. Quick question about this Baron. Is there... what? Which, which Baron? Is there only one? Well, Baron Lemmer. And you guys remember the Baron Lemmer was sort of a mysterious, like, authoritarian figure in the nation. Like, you had done things in the past where you had never really directly encountered him in-game, but you had, like, dealt with a lot of his intermediaries over the course of your original campaign. 
he was kind of like the man behind the curtain kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Baron. The Baron. That Baron. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Where are the horses? Uh, over by the stable. James will let you take three. No problem. Thank you. And uh, good luck. Do you uh, need any rations for your journey? Yes. Of course. Please. Yeah, I, I think that's wise. It'll take you at least a week to get there. Joker looks over at Renard like, will it? Renard just nods. Although with the horses, it should take us a bit less. Although not by much. It'll still be days. How does that make Imogene feel? Oh, shit, you're going to miss that job interview. Or just her work. <gasps> oh, no. We better get going. I'm going to have to report a kidnapping when I get out of here so I can show my work. Oh, wait, wouldn't we report the kidnapping so that it would seem more like, oh, no, she got kidnapped. And then you can show up like a couple days later. We have been kidnapped. Oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I should really be madder about this. Then again, that cat will probably eat his face. Who's going to feed your cats? My ex-husband. Oh. Who's going to feed the cat that's sitting in Jer's living room right now? That cat's probably going to eat his face if his body's still there. So, <laughs> joke's on him. Can it get out of the cage? Because it wasn't in a cage. Didn't it get out of the cage and pee everywhere? Well, it'll definitely pee everywhere regardless of it being in the carrier or not, but I'm pretty sure it'll figure out how to get out of the carrier. It's a cat. I Carriers are designed to hold cats. You know what? If you're not worried, I'm not worried. Let's just get going. It's got those little extra fingers. What if Robin has, like, a weird, like, safety carrier, like... It's got a safety release like a trunk of a car because she wants the cats to be able to get out. She would. I think she would, yeah. And it's one of those, like, special (laughs) cats with the thumbs. So it's extra (laughs) chaos. Oh, my God. There's going to be shit everywhere in Jericho's house. All his drawers will be open. Trigon the Terrible is on the horse with the rations. The weird thing here is that you guys have physical sense memory for how to get on the horse and ride the horse. Whether or not in the real world you ever had that experience is up to you guys. Or is this a surreal feeling of riding a horse for the first time, but yet instinctively knowing how to move your body? I think for Reynolds, he probably has gone horseback riding once or twice, but never like seriously, never as like a train thing, just like a tourist thing. I don't think he even thinks about like, oh, I have to like, that's a skill set. That's a skill that people need to have in order to like ride a horse. So, and it's not until he like gets to the horse and is about to step on that he realizes he doesn't have any skill, but then everything just kind of flows off of that and he does everything right and he controls the horse perfectly. And it's just a very like, he's startled. That's the look on his face, just startlement. Mm-hmm. I think because Imogene's playing an emotion night and has had to display or cause those emotions to get benefit, her being a little bit meta has caused her to like embody Trigon a little bit more. So she just expects it to happen and it does. Mm-hmm. What about Robin? Being the asshole kid that she was in high school, she'd be all like, I'm a horse girl, tee, but not like other girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she knows how to ride a horse. Okay. Gotcha. The face she's making says, what am I doing? But like the rest of her body's like, I'm very comfortable on this horse. <laughs> but the face. Okay, so you guys are on your horses. Congratulations, you've completed the <gasps> minigame. Yay! Yes. How many points did we get? Wait, was saving the town the minigame or riding horses? I'm getting on the horses successfully, mostly. Okay. 
Did we ever tell them to stay away from that sinkhole? No, you didn't. <laughs> you explicitly didn't. I know. I think, I, I think they'll figure it out. I. It's a hole. It's right there. Don't step on it because you'll die. Children love the mines, though. It's the mayor's problem. They have trauma to deal with. They'll be fine. Do we know the direction of the Shining City? No. You know which cardinal direction it's supposed to be, but none of you know the roads or paths. Didn't you usually have maps? Uh, it, uh, who would have a map in a small town? Does a stable does a stable guy have a map or know the general trade routes? Since I imagine... I wish I could help you, but I can't read. I feel like the innkeeper we murdered probably would have known. Well, he's not here right now. I'm sure the mayor knows which road to take. I mean, how many roads are there here? How many roads exit? How many roads must we travel? There's one going west. There's one going northeast and one going southeast. Are we sure none of us has a map? And uh, Imogene will start looking through her. And you know the Shining City is to the east. But like southeast or northeast? And do these roads just like stop at the city and don't go through it? You don't have a map, so we don't know. Are you guys sure you don't have maps? Have you looked? I Do, do we have maps? Is there a map in our bag? I have these playing cards, so yeah. And daggers. Reynolds, when you look in your bag, there is, in fact, informal map. All right. Imogene, my bad. I didn't remember I had this. Looking at the map. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go northeast. This way. We want it uh, this way. Yes. So you guys start heading in that direction. It gets to be evening and it starts getting dark. So far, the path is relatively the same. It's mostly grasslands. There are some... By the time you get where you are, there's like a sort of a tree line to your left. Otherwise, it's just like the roads and grasslands. It is sunset with the beginning of twilight in the distance. Mm. Is there a copse of trees or sure, little hill or something we can make camp at? Yeah, absolutely. I think you could find either of those no problem in this area. I mean, what, why do we need to stop now? Let's keep pushing. Because the horses are uh, getting tired, I think. They eventually do have to eat. He was weirdly realistic about that. Yet none of them are shitting. Uh, that's true. Have you had to shit some so we got here? I haven't. I, no, I was hoping I was just constipated from the stress. I mean, I haven't seen a bathroom either. It's weird. Well, we've been on the road, so that's, that makes sense. But I mean, Imogene, do you, do you want to keep going? Because this is going to take days and... It seems like there's a very real chance we can die by being eaten by a dragon, and maybe we shouldn't be, like, fatigued completely for that. I am going to prosecute Jericho. I am going to press charges. I cannot believe we're going to miss work tomorrow. Well, I'm in the same boat with you, so... Self-employed. Okay, that's not helpful, but thank you. Taxes suck, at least. (laughs) Fine, let's camp. We at least need to open this letter. Mm. Discreetly, if possible, Robin. <laughs> oh, I saw this hack on that, you know, the app that, was, that the kids are really into nowadays? I saw a hack. Yeah, the, the whatever. Yeah. And so what you do is you heat up the seal a little bit, but just enough, and it'll loosen up the wax. I don't know why kids are playing with wax seals now, but I guess they are. And they're like, it's so retro. I'm like... If you say anything for my childhood is retro, I will literally just... Well, okay, so is that a yes? (laughs) 
If this is a crime in this world, I'm not actively participating in it. I'm just saying if someone happened to do it, it's fine. It just seems like this would be kind of a foolish thing to do, <coughs> Robin. What if it's just blank? Because he hasn't thought out what it was supposed to say. Or it's a big old F you. <gasps> what if it's poison? Because he knew he would do it. Okay, Reynolds, you, can you do it? Um, open it? I maybe? I don't know. I'd probably just do whatever the thing uh, Robin just described. Cool. But although I... It might be blank at this point. Can you hold it up to the light and see if there there is writing? Just looking through the envelope? Sure. <laughs> she does that. You can't see it distinctly enough to read it or anything like that, but there's definitely... It's definitely not just blank paper in there either. I think at this point, Imogene's really pissy and impatient, so she just, like, heats up her knife over the fire, and then tries to slice underneath the seal. That actually seems like a good idea. Comes free. Okay, she opens it up. (laughs) Inside is a relatively detailed accounting of some essentially, like, it looks like recordings of sales or tax levies. It looks rather detailed. If you show it to Reynolds, Reynolds, this matches the tax code structure that you and Jericho had worked out together for the Baron's levies against the various villages. Oh, he did keep it. Oh, thank you, Jer. But no, this looks like it's all in order. Actually, is anything being implied with this? Or is this just like, hey, this is the stuff we owe you? Or what? what is this, I guess? So it seems to be mostly a straightforward accounting. There is, however, at the end, inquiring on the status of a 32B application. Cool. Uh, quick question. What's a, an accounting mean in this case? This is for Samson to know because Samson is a man-child. It's just like a breakdown. Like uh, Treat it as the equivalent of like if a village had to file its own tax return. Oh, okay. Information. So accounting of like the village's assets. I was going to ask, is this the general ledger or is it like a tax form? It's more like a tax form. It's like an assessment of funds that came into the village, some of the other mitigating factors like deductions, things like that. All right. And then does Reynolds know what a 32B application means? So you search your memory and you remember that at one point, it wasn't, it was really just offhand. It wasn't even something you guys had fully fleshed out. But you guys had joked that there should be like various forms that people could fill out for taxes in this world, like typically to get some sort of extra benefit. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you remember there was a 32A and a 32C, which for the longest time was just a running joke between you and Jericho that there is no B, even though it never came up. But then you remember just offhand, it was one of, it wasn't the very last, but it was one of the last sessions that you guys had in high school before you guys all went your separate ways. And Jericho mentioned offhand, a 32B was a major tax incentive that could be deducted due to emotional hardship. Mm. And he already had it ready right after the earthquake. Well, that's the thing. This was clearly written before the earthquake. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because he's inquiring about a previous application. And just to be clear, this is, I guess, Hogbottom, but he's inquiring on behalf of, like, the whole village, all the brewer, not just himself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Huh. 
Interesting. I... Huh. Alright, so basically this is a tax form. This is just kind of listing all the assets and the funds that have come into the village in whatever pay period this was. I can't remember. It was high school. I think I thought I was being cute when I said, like, five months. I don't know why. I don't know why five months. Anyway, um, not a lot of, not a lot here except for this 32B application, which is a tax incentive for emotional hardship. This application shouldn't exist. This was never supposed to be an actual thing, so I don't, I don't know what this means, and I don't know why this is going to Baron. So they had more emotional hardship before the earthquake? Uh, is it because of all the murder? Well, technically... <laughs> Well, I think, well, this is tough because I don't know if this is fully in-universe, you know? Because I'm wondering if, you know, Jer is the one sending in the emotional hardship form. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah. Well, now I feel bad and mad. (laughs) Isn't that good for you and your your magics? Uh, no. I need to be bored or disgusted or hate, you know, loathe something. Like the smell of these bodies, I loathe it, nevertheless. You still have the bodies? <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. It's a look. Well, in that case, it does smell terrible right now. Because, yes, they died from, you know, getting hit with a mace and things like that. But I'm going to say, pierced on the spikes of Turgon's armor, at least one of their intestines was right. <gasps> oh, for sure. And, like... I don't know. It seems like rigor mortis might have set in by now, so they're not, they're like weirdly stiff. Or they're getting there. Not stiff. Not that kind of stiff. Don't be gross. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think any of the rest of us were going there before you said it's nice. I'm there now. Uh, That's not how I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Reynard will put the letter back in the envelope, and if the knife is still hot, I guess reseal it. I mean, you could reheat it. Yeah. Do it that way. Yeah, reseal it, hand it back to Turgon. Who takes it, puts it back. Uh, Reynard's also going to check the map that he found in his bag, just in case Jer put any secrets on there, like Hobbit style. If there's any, like, moon letters or something. Oh, okay. I think when you do hold it up to the night sky, moon letters start to appear. (laughs) I knew it. And it's just the kind of Easter egg that Jericho would always throw into adventures. He would do stuff that specifically matched one of your interests just to give you something to to catch. Yay. And you notice there is a circle on the map and he has a note in it in these moon letters that says 18 to 20, bear. 17 to 12, fallen. 11 to 4, bandits. 3 to 1, nothing. 18 to 20, 17 to 12, 11 to 4, 4, 3 to 1, okay. Is the circle on a location on the map? Like, is it circling something? It is. It's probably roughly three miles from you guys. It's not on the road, but it's not in very far from the road either. Okay. On the way, basically? Yeah. All right. So I found a little something on the map here. Assuming Jer is going to keep with this, and assu- uh, I don't know if he knows what we know, but looks like he has a event or an encounter planned a couple miles up ahead. When it says fair, is that spelled like a a fair, like a Renaissance fair with an E at the end? No, it's spelled F-A-I-R. <gasps> we get an actual fair? Assuming it's a fun fair and not like a something else. Fun Betty? I mean, probably your only context for the fair in the game is from the previous campaign is fair gold. 
Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah, maybe gold, but it looks like that's a small chance anyway. Might be fallen or bandits up ahead, so that may be our morning. Okay, I guess we should do watches. That's a thing. Oh, right. I'll go first. If that's everyone's cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take second, and then uh, I guess if we have more nights, we can rotate. One person gets to sleep all night. Oh, okay. That works for me. Cool. All right. Robin. Yes. You fall into a dream. In the dream, you are cartwheeling and somersaulting around were tigers. You don't remember what words are coming out of your mouth in the dream, but you know that they are always the funniest, most cutting remarks as you dance among your enemies and basically take them down while you seem to be playing with them. And it feels so wild to be jumping and leaping like that again. And especially since you're a paragon, right? You're not a normal person in this world. So when you're doing these things, you're doing them in combat at the level of an Olympian. And as you are jumping around, you hear a voice in your dream. When you first hear the sound, there's a part of you that almost expected to be Jericho's voice. But it's not. It's Robin's voice. Not Joker's voice. Robin's voice. And it says, this is all yours. And then the dream goes dark. Reynolds and Turgon have a uneventful watch. Woohoo! Torgon finally ditches the bodies. They're getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so she leaves the goo on her spikes. Of course, as you do. Gotta lubricate the spikes. Yes. It's morning. It's <laughs> quite a lovely morning. All right, so I, we head out? Yeah, let's head out. Let's, uh, I guess, be smart when we get to that spot. Yeah, see what happens. Okay. So three miles away doesn't take you very long on horses. And you can, for sure, see that spot. And there is a very obvious stonework there. A stone circle. All right, so there's a chance we're going to have to fight something. I We might get Fairgold. Did we, was Fairgold ever useful to us? Don't fully remember. Other people pay a lot for it, but I don't think any of us need it for our abilities. Yeah, I, I, honestly, a ton of this is just going over my head. I don't... Yeah. Okay. How much... Uh, this world money do we all have? Just very quickly. Reinhardt will check his purse bag if he has one. So, you check your purse bag. Inside the bag you find 11 gold, 47 silver, 20 copper, and a walnut for some reason. And Reynolds, this is like the craziest thing in the world. You don't necessarily remember super clearly, but you could have sworn. You could have sworn that those numbers and the walnut seem familiar. Like as if you saw it a long time ago in the equipment listing of your character sheet. They want to remember a walnut? I remember these nuts. Ayo! I... Damn. Good. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> Alright, well, maybe it's important. We might need money. We might need money at some point, so I... It might be worth risking the fair... The fair gold. When Turgon and Joker check their pouches, there's no money. Which makes sense, because they never kept track of it in the game. What, you think this is fair stuff? I Well, there's a chance that there'll be fair gold there, so... But more likely, we're going to have to fight more fallen or more bandits. Well, let's scout. All right, yeah. Who's scoutish? 
Robin, does your character do scouty things? No, I mainly do those god-awful jokes. Wasn't your character, like, super acrobatic or something? I mean, yeah, but that's... What's that have to do with visuals? You could sneak. Robin just has this blank look on her face, like, what? Move quietly? And get close to take a look? Take somebody by surprise. (gasps) Oh! I thought you wanted me to join the Girl Scouts. Anyway... Reynolds and Turgan just, like, look at each other like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can try it. All right, yeah, just if something bad happens, just call out, I guess. Or we'll we'll keep watch. We can see you from here. Um, she's going to sneak forward. Like, I, it's not exactly humming, but mm-hmm. the Pink Panther song, you know? The, you know the one. Mm-hmm. And that's how she's going to sneak forward. Yeah, give me a, give me a dexterity-based roll. And you're being careful, so I don't think you can use your fool die. I am doing the Pink Panther song, sir. Okay. Do do. Okay, you can use your fool die then. I don't know what that would be called because it's not humming. Yeah, you're scatting. <laughs> I got a five, a four, and a three on the fool's die, so I still have not gotten a repeat. Okay, so put a circle on the three. This is getting almost nerve wracking. You feel like you have snuck up successfully to this stone circle. What do I see in this stone circle? It looks to just be flat ground in the center. There's a bit of, like, worn through bits of the grass that are sort of like as if somebody had been pacing back and forth between the stones of the stone circle in a geometric pattern. But otherwise, you don't see anything else there. And Thorand and Shrugs. Okay. At us, or? Yeah. Like, well, that's a good sign, I think. Yeah, I guess. Probably not feeling you find anything. We'll take a look. Okay, so everybody's going over to the circle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so you guys go over there. And as you get closer, Robin, it was definitely not there before. But in the center of the circle, on the ground, you catch a glint of gold. I'm not walking inside the circle. Robin's going to grab the gold. <laughs> Robin? Bull's got full. Is Robin going alone? Yeah, uh, well, Imogen just said I'm not walking in that circle, and then... Yeah, so I'm mostly asking if Reynolds is just staying behind, too. Oh, um, I think Reynolds is... Reynolds is gonna look around the perimeter first, but I feel like if Robin... Would Robin even wait for Reynolds? No, 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 I'm just asking. Okay, so Robin enters the circle, and as Robin gets close to the gold, Imogen and Reynolds, you see Robin vanish. We outlandered. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Robin? Joker? Robin did yell out, ooh, a penny, before she did it. Reynolds will find a rock on the ground, just kind of toss it into the uh, circle. Bounces along the ground. Pretty sure she got transported to another, to like the fairy dimension or whatever. Oh, fuck. All right. Let's secure the horses. Yeah, all right. Okay, we do that. Okay, so you secure the horses, then what? And head in, well, Turgon at least is like, guess, guess I'll follow. Um, before you go in, try to come back after like five seconds just to confirm that we can do that, if you can. Or that we can't do that. Or that, yes. Okay, five seconds. Okay. So, Turgon, you walk in. As you start getting closer to the center, Reynolds, you see Turgon disappear. There's no light or anything like that. It's just like... It's like an edit, like one moment that she's there, and then a... You know what, I never asked, what is Turgon's pronouns? She, her. She, her, okay. And one minute she's there, and then she's just gone. 
There's no sound, no other visual indication. She's just gone. And after five seconds? Nothing. Ah, fuck. All right, well, all right. Uh, In that case, Reynolds will go over to the horses and unsecure them so that they can take care of themselves if we can't get back here. Okay. And then Reynolds... And then Reynolds will go back into the uh, circle. Reynolds, as you reach the center, you suddenly have a sensation of cold around you. It's one of those weird things like you're standing just fine, but it's almost like you're a little bit lighter, like almost like there's just slightly less gravity here. And you're standing, even though it was early day when you guys walked into the circle, you're standing in a circle of stones. The stones here are much higher, 15 feet instead of 10 feet. And it is twilight here. And you can see Robin and Turgon appearing at the same time you do, even though you went in in a different order. Huh. What? Uh, not we, we all showed up at the same time. That was surprising. Oh, I thought you just got impatient. What? Well, yeah, actually, it was Robin. What, you guys didn't back me up? You just let me go? No, obviously we came into the circle because we're here. Yeah. We just took a couple precautions. We secured the horses. They won't (laughs) run away. When we get back out of here, we can make good time. Okay. I was worried that it'd been like a day or something. You're like, yeah, more like 10 to 15 minutes. Fair. Fair. You just kind of run, run right in here. It's not Penny. I think that might be fair gold. Oh. You hear a almost crystalline twinkling. And then you guys notice that there is light falling on your cheeks from a particular direction. And nowhere else, just two spotlights on our cheeks? <laughs> well, there's that's where the light is coming from. Oh, okay. From. Tinkling on our cheeks. Just a little tinkle on your cheeks. The light is coming from our cheeks? <gasps> no, it's like... No, it's falling It's like on this. Them. So you've got light falling on you from, you know, a different direction. Like, So if you guys turn to look at the light, you'll see two tall figures there. Um, they definitely have a sense... Pointing spotlights at our cheeks? Yeah, I was going to say, holding <laughs> they, mirrors. <they're> just, <laughs> these figures are just glowing. <laughs> they glow with their own golden aura. They're tall figures. Definitely otherworldly. It's the Fae as if they were imagined by William Gibson. And so these figures are standing there. You can't see their faces. It's like they're wearing like weird helmets. And they said, You are all here. This is among the things that happen. Yes? How are you? We are, as we always are. And one of the things you notice is that these two figures, like, they don't speak in unison, but they trade off words. So each one does every other word. That's weird. What are we to do here, fair peoples? You are here to make a choice, to leave. All players must gather together. And each say, the game is over. To stay, all players must gather. And each say, the game continues. Like right now? Once a decision is made, it is final. Does this include Jericho? Yes, the Jericho is one of the players. Be aware, your presence here has destabilized reality. If a decision is not made... This world will end, and all inside will perish. As long as a unanimous decision is made, the realm will continue. Those who are dead do not get a vote. All right. How long until reality 
falls apart completely. Unclear. Does cause of death count? The rule is just that if they are dead, they do not get a vote. Can we change our vote during the voting process? If it is not a unanimous decision, no decision is made. What happens if you die? You do not get a vote. But like, do you just die, die? If you die in the game, do you die in real life? You have but one life. I think we die, die. Yeah. You are here. This is among the things that happen. Ultimately, there are only two futures. One in which you make a decision, and one in which this world and all in it, including yourselves, die. These are the things that are to happen. And all of a sudden you find yourselves back on the grassland in between all those standing stones with one fair gold glinting in the grass. And that's where we'll end this episode. So we got to kill Jericho. <laughs> well, that's why I asked the other question, because it's like, okay, so if we kill Jericho, we have to be fine with the murder, like actual murder. I mean, Targon's already done it. What? But no, like, re- mm, I hate saying this, but like real people murder. <laughs> They're all real people. I know, like, part of me is just like, well, they're real, at least in this world, too. But, like, double murder in both worlds. Like, murder in this world and murder in the other world. Oh, the moral quandary. Mm-hmm. All over a penny. Mm-hmm. Samson, something about this episode. Oh, uh, man. I really like that some of the economy tax stuff came up. That was fun. I also like that I think that Turgon's probably going to beat Reynolds' ass next episode <laughs> when... We see if those horses are there or not. I like that that's a thing that I was trying to be nice and I fucked up. So that's on me. <laughs> I also like the idea of a Baron lemur. Mm. <laughs> a lemur who is the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Now you can't get it out of your brain, can you? The lemur. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener in XP, to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer our listeners an XP to check out Disney Dreamlight Valley, yes. available for free on Xbox Game Pass or on Switch. You have to pay money on Switch, and I don't know what else it's on. Steam, and I believe PlayStation. Yeah. You like Animal Crossing? You like Stardew Valley? You like Disney? This shit, I'm obsessed. It's just incredibly fun. Now, I'll admit that after my two-week initial burst of addiction, I didn't get that far in Animal Crossing. I played a little Stardew Valley, but this one's grabbed me. You can make friends with all the Disney characters. You have to complete missions to bring them into your village. You have to place their houses. There's all the decorating. There's all the crop planting, mining, gathering of herbs and flowers, cooking. Goofy has a stall. That's where you sell your stuff. (laughs) And each of the characters you have a friendship level with, which you really increase by either just like spending time with them, talking to them, giving them gifts, or you can give them a specialty. So like harvesting or fishing. And the more characters that you have and the higher level they are with that specialty, the better bonuses you get overall if one of them is with you when you're doing that thing. And they extra, extra love it when you do the thing that they're like specialized in as well. Damn, it's just fun. My house is so decorated crazy. Scrooge McDuck has a store with merchandise that rotates out every day that you buy with in-game gold. They do have a little cash shop, but looking at it, it's like fine. Like it's cosmetic. It's not (laughs) like a game where you have to have the microtransactions. Yeah. And you can also earn that store currency in the game. So yeah, it is a lot of 
fun. And the quests are cool. And the way they do the characters. And they have evil characters, too. Like Mother Gothel from Rapunzel and Ursula. And I'm sure others. But those are the two that I have. Alex, you're nodding like you've played it. Oh, I have it. I have it on the Switch. And like the caveat I was going to give is it's still a little buggy on the Switch. It's like the one system that they haven't really ironed out all the bugs on. It is a little buggy. Was I, Did I start playing it free on Game Pass and then buy it on Switch so that I could take it with me? Yeah, you bet your ass I did. <laughs> but it does uh, have cloud saving. So it is a little finicky. Like you definitely want to make sure if you switch systems that when you log in, you go to the cloud save and like keep your cloud save. And I have noticed that it's a little, it is buggier on Switch, but it's not. Honestly, Disney Dreamlight Valley, I wasn't like, this is a blockbuster. I had a friend who was like, you've got to check this out. And I was like, fine, out of friendship. And holy shit, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's good. Never in a million years, Stace, would I would have thought that game interested you at all. Oh. I am shocked. I am shocked. Mickey Mouse was my first love. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, have you discovered the weird like glitch almost that he has on Switch? No. Where he just appears out of nowhere behind you? I thought he just did that. <laughs> it's more common I see in like the Switch version. Because I know a bunch of people playing it on Steam and they don't have Mickey Mouse full on creeping them. I want to play a game where Mickey Mouse like is in charge of like a Disney World, but like in the way that one Twilight Zone episode went where like there was that one kid that like controlled everything and everyone had to like think nice thoughts the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Children of the Corn? No, I, I don't remember what the episode was called, but it was a Twilight Zone episode. One of the more famous ones. Yeah, it was actually also adapted to be part of the Twilight Zone movie as well. Oh, yeah. I remember this one. It's, yeah. That kid was a jerk. Yeah. Did it end with him dying or just everyone being banished? No, I don't remember. I don't think it was a good ending. That's for right. sure. Yeah. Really, it was a good ending. But you know what does probably have a good ending? <laughs> I hope. Disney Dreamlight Valley? Disney Dreamlight Valley. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I didn't even mention the like main story, which is that like they've all forgotten the old ruler and they don't remember each other and or anything. And they're like, we don't know what happened to the old ruler. And I'm like, bet it was me. And I bet it was puberty. <laughs> or, like the character, right? Like stopped imagining. That's my theory. So I'll find out. After I make Wally my best friend and Kristoff <laughs> and Mother Gothel. That'd be a really cool twist. Like, that'd be really fucking, that'd actually be really incredible. Making unofficial ships like Merlin is dating Ursula. Oh, my character is dating Mother Gothel, obviously. I was like, can you romance in this game? It's probably not. You cannot, unfortunately. Damn. Well, not officially. But in my mind, I can. My yeah. first fanfic. <laughs> Mother Gothel, Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> she's so mean samson if people wanted to tell us what they think about disney dreamlight valley or the podcast how would they do that obviously come to our website explorerswanted.fm on there you'll see all our socials on which to tell us about disney dreamlight valley on twitter we are at explorers wanted on instagram and facebook we are at explorers wanted podcast on mastodon we are at explorers wanted at dice.camp but the best place to hang out with us and interact with us is on our discord explorerswanted.fm slash discord come and talk about any topic you have we have a channel for literally any topic probably i think also if it is within your means and you're feeling generous patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a great place to support us thank you again for victoria for supporting us and also diehard dice use our code when you buy dice from there explorerswanted get 10 percent off thank you and if you can't financially support us we totally understand 
the best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. The second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory. That really helps people find the show, and it warms our hearts. And in fact, we have a new one of those, Stace. Can you tell us about it? Red Malicious from the U.S. of A. posted a five-star review on Apple Podcasts titled Excellent Actual Play. In just a few months, I've raced through over a 100 episodes of this podcast. I've deferred holds on library books in favor of Explorers Wanted. Oh, my God. Thank you. Daniel manages to convey the singular bizarreness of Numenera without resorting to extended descriptions that would bog down action. The characters are complicated and messy and sincere. The group has great cohesion and momentum. Every episode is an hour, and they fit so much action and character into that time. If you aren't a Cypher Numenera player, the game mechanics are pretty simple and don't interrupt the story. If you are a Cypher player or want to hear examples of play before learning a new system, this is a good start. I will also say don't skip the short adventures and other settings between seasons. The Stars Are Fire two shots in particular are fantastic, cohesive stories. Explorers Wanted is just excellent all around. I highly recommend it. Thank you, Red Malicious. Yeah, thank you. Take that, big library. <laughs> yeah, we are against big library, so glad to hear we're doing our part. <laughs> <laughs> but no, support your local library. They're like the last good thing in the world. No, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for that review. If you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, I want you to close your eyes and listen. Really listen to the sound of the room you're in. Hear the gentle vibrations of your home. Listen carefully. You can almost hear it now. A steady sound. A rushing of blood in your ears. And then just the slightest warm drip down the side of your face. And the feeling of something pushing into and burrowing the inside of your skull and then realize it's your own finger. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Macedon as Daniel at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Macedon. I'm still holding on to Twitter. Real Tea Unicorn. And I'm kind of on Twitch still at Tea with Unicorn. I mean, I've streamed a lot recently, which is weird. Tears of the Kingdom's coming out soon. Something to stream. I haven't played the first one. <laughs> well, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. bye.